welcome to the Menify Podcast, Pokemon Podcast that revolves around the evolving men. It's another day, another dollar. It's a Thursday podcast this week. Uh, Sean and I had a little bit of scheduling, uh, <laughs> traveling. I was traveling and, and stuff, and Sean has a real life, you know. Well, you'd think with those long weekends, Jake, we'd have more than enough time to record, but it's the, it's the opposite. We're, we, you know, we're, what, we're all booked what, up. What we were actually doing is because Pokemon tends to release news on Tuesdays <laughs> after the podcast. This is actually a ploy to try to get more news on this uh -huh. week's episode. And to be honest, we have a lot of good stuff actually on this week's episode. It kind of in in or what's the word? Coincidentally worked. It did. It did work out because also if if it hadn't been for this, I think we would have been a little light on the news front this week. Well, it would have. Yes, the news front, the new information. We would have still had to talk about Melbourne, yes. right? Because that was last weekend. Melbourne Championships, five hundred and twenty-eight players. We'll get into that later because there are some incredible results from that, in my opinion. But uh. Sean, you, you know, you know, you know. What you know what got? it is. We got a five-star <laughs> review, Jake. We have a review that we're going to read out to you all. So if you enjoy the podcast, let us know whatever platform that is, whether that's uh, Apple, you can leave a rating and review. Spotify, leave us a rating. It helps out a ton. YouTube, leave some comments. We'll actually read a YouTube comment next week, oh, nice. I think. So uh, leave us your comment on there. This five-star review, though, comes from Shed's Season. A great podcast is the title. Five-star review. It's very short and sweet, actually, about this one. Great podcast, and keep up the good work. Done like dinner, Sean. Thank you. Thank you, Sheds. Thank you. Thank you very much. And if you uh, are on your way to leaving a review, maybe you could stop by the Pokemon Presents Ah, yes. Here, let me let me load that up. I was I was about to say you got a lot of cards on your t side table there, but we'll talk about that I, later. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I do have a lot. I've been trying to clean. But anyways, the Pokemon Presents is happening here soon. Usually we don't talk about the Pokemon Presents because when does, you know, Pokemon Presents really ever uh, talk about the Pokemon trading card game? If you don't know what it is, it's basically a live stream announcement video that pokemon the pokemon company will play it usually is like announcing the next set of games or dlcs in the video games um mm -hmm. or different things like that it's pokemon day coming up monday february 27th so here in just a couple days as this podcast um airs so we you know, something you know to watch if you if you enjoy pokemon maybe you want to know the exciting things coming in for the future starts at 9 a.m eastern time sean so set your alarm wake up early i mean i'm i'll be awake at 9 a.m eastern but uh our our west coast brethren and folks are probably <laughs> i don't know i you know if you're really into pokemon wake up at 6 a.m for this one if you're on the west coast but otherwise i think you could sleep in and catch it on youtube so, <laughs> I know plenty of people that could probably do that. Although for me, I just, uh, if that was me, I would just wait. I would just wake up and then watch, you know, the, the highlight video or something or the video that they yeah. post afterwards, not the live stream. But another reason I wanted to talk about this is because in a previous week, we talked about the, uh, the Pokemon trading card game. The original Game Boy game is coming on the Nintendo Switch. 
So that didn't have like an exact release date mm -hmm. yet, I believe. So I'm curious if this, um, if this Pokemon presents maybe my hot take of the Pokemon presents my hot guess, mm -hmm. um, is that maybe they give an announcement on a release date for the Game Boy game, you know, as part of extra content that you can download as part of that. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense, right? Because like, like you said, they sort of teased it at the end of like a Nintendo Direct and mm -hmm. no other details were given. So like, again, that's why we wanted to talk about this one this time because, you know, uh, it might actually have trading card game related information. Um, I think other speculation is that like, you know, there's no DLC for Scarlet and Violet that's been announced just yet. And, uh, you mm -hmm. know, at this point, it would make perfect sense to announce DLC that would be dropping in the fall um, for Scarlet and Violet. So, like, yeah, mm -hmm. like that might be a part of it. Um, something Jake and I actually uh, are, were speculating is that maybe they will announce the dates for the World Championships in Japan. Which, yeah, I mean, it would make sense. Um because I mean the world championships that's the big dog and it makes sense on the Pokemon presents that they would you know announce that because it's the combined of Pokemon Go, Pokemon video game, Pokemon uh TCG and I believe as of right now I just kind of googled it it just says that the event is going to be in Japan. So I know they've been messing around with a lot of dates in terms of events and things like that. We'll actually talk about some of the official dates that released um here in a little bit but um yeah the three-day event i mean it would be the perfect time to announce the dates for that for players so you can start booking your flights to japan sean uh, yeah indeed um i'm also curious if this presents may talk about pokemon live release date because we're still in beta so I don't I mean, we've already talked about on the podcast, the sunsetting of PTCGO, whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing is up to your own opinion and discretion. But I mean, they're going to roll with it, you know, whenever they want, because they're Pokemon. You know, but my I'd gut, be curious. My gut says they won't. And the reason for that, Jake, is that I think Pokemon presents. It's always still run from the Pokemon company, Japan. Mm -hmm. and tcg live is not a japanese that's true game right it's, it's not a thing for the japanese market so my guess is that that will not be a part of this that's actually yeah you know what and yeah throw my idea out the window go with sean I'm thinking, He's, I'm, yeah i'm just thinking like hey if corp if, if working in corporate america has taught me anything it's that you know region locking your content like that and separating it out by you know, international and, and regional things is like definitely not complicated. <laughs> it is definitely something, but if you want to talk about regions, not necessarily region locked because anybody can participate. Mm -hmm. Maybe you want to take a trip to North America, the beautiful, wonderful, greater Columbus, Ohio. The 2023 North American International Championship uh, location and dates were announced. It's going to be in Columbus, Ohio, as it has been in previous years at the Greater Columbus Convention Center. TCG Go, VGC, and Unite all be present over there. They've done this before. Um, this will be, I think it's the same place as it was the last three in or four 2019. Years. Yeah. 2019. Yep, and um, 2022 as well. 
Yes. So it's the same old, same old. It's a beautiful venue, in my opinion. I think it's a really good place. At least I went there as a um, spectator in 2019, and I had a ton of fun over there, and I didn't even compete in the event. So that'll be a ton of fun. I am trying to look the official date for the North American International Championships, June 30th through July 2nd, again in Columbus, Ohio, at the Greater Columbus Convention Center. So if you would like to go set your calendars, etc., there is that. Also, just because it's up there in the uh, screen, April 14th through 16th is the European International Championships. So EUIC, if you want to take a trip across the pond, for the Americans at least, um, there's there's your spot to go. Yeah, um, and I will say this one, they did note in here that they changed the location a little bit within the convention center to halls A and B, which mm-hmm. adds about, you know, 33% more space than it was in previous years, which, you know, useful because, like, you know, you, when you have 1,500 people in the Orlando Regional Championship, like, who knows how many people are going to be attending NAIC like yeah I mean that's the trading card game alone that was 1500 players and since like 2019 when I went there they had they added Pokemon Go and Unite I believe as competitions for that and it was pretty packed in there I mean it wasn't like there was a, a open space really anywhere so I'm glad that they've moved over maybe they learned in 2020 that they need to spread it out a little bit it's uh yeah like like you were saying like I think a lot of people are excited about a lot of people like Columbus I think there was some trepidation given the recent there's a there's a lot of people yeah there's a lot of people that are memeing about Columbus Ohio which is well deserved for Columbus Ohio <laughs> but um at least we know like it's going to be a well run championship people yeah. I mean people do want to go new places myself included right um. But like, it, at least it's a place that you've been to before and, you know, is going to be um, good. Um, we don't know the uh, cost of attendance as well. If you don't remember, Pokemon's been uh, upping their registration fees as of late. 70 bucks, I believe, is the highest that it's been. So who knows with an IC if it'll be more, be less. Um, I'm sure... Uh, I'm sure we'll find out soon. Signups will happen soon, and you'll need to sign up immediately. Jake, now I got to know from you, that date, June 30th to July 2nd, does that put it within the wheelhouse of possibility for you? That I mean, I don't want to pencil anything in because literally anything can happen. Sure. Um, I don't want to pencil it in yet in this industry. But July, June 30th to July 2nd, I might not be there... On the 30th, I think I have a wedding to go to that day, actually, a, now that I think about it. The 30th is probably a... It's like a Friday. Yeah, is it a Friday? Yeah, 30th. It's There's either no a Thursday or Friday, a Friday. Saturday, yeah, you're right. It's a Friday. I think either the 30th or the 31st, I'm at a wedding. Um, but Well, if it's the 31st of June, then you wait, are living 30th? in an alternate universe. Wait, 30th through July 2nd. How many days are in June? 30. 30? That's oh, why I said 30. the 31st of June, you are living in some alternate universe. Yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was, it's, it's been a long week. Yeah. But, you know, I, the reason I ask is because I know with your sports job. 
Yeah, college athletics is yeah. is no sport. Nobody's in school that day that competes in sports. So as of right now, it looks good, but I yeah. Yeah, stuff stuff always pops up. You never know. Okay, well, you know, no no promises, but like one day, Jake, for our audience, no, we've never actually met in person. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> fun fact, yeah, fun fact, we never ever. Uh, so we might have to like we got to find one time. For a wild metapod to appear. We will. We one will. Day. Don't worry. Don't worry. One day. One day. But you know, Sean, one day mm-hmm. a new League Battle deck is going to be releasing. And if you <laughs> want to train up for the North American International Championships and up your game, Sean and I, we love these League Battle decks. Mm-hmm. We think they're actually really, really good. And this new one that was revealed is actually quite unique in its own right in my opinion. This is Origin Form Palkia V-Star, the new league deck that was revealed. It will release on May 5th for $30. Um, now, Sean, have you opened up a league battle deck? I have, yeah. I actually got yeah. a, um, I got the Mew VMAX, because I was like, you know, I finally mm-hmm. was like, you know what, I'm going to build Mew. You know, let's just do it. I actually bought two of them, because... They were the level two league battle decks, which only have a two-two line. Yes. So if you don't know, the league battle decks come in like levels. They each each box has its own like level. So there's level one, and in level one, I believe it's like you get one Pokemon V. Yeah, typically. In that. Yeah. In yeah. level one. And it's usually just a single deck. I believe the Zeraor and the Deoxys ones are um level one Mm -hmm. but there's also then level two which could be two v's whether that's one v one v max uh two v's it's usually i think two v maxes or v stars nowadays Mm -hmm. like i'm thinking like the the mu v max one was a level two and so it had that was level two or level three i'm pretty sure i don't know because you got genesex muse and mu v max in it i think you got two 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 of each you might be right. I it might have. Been I think level it was three. level three. Okay. Um. But anyways, there's also level three, which, as we were alluding to, gives you like six premier Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I guess is the premier Pokemon cards. And this level three Origin Form Palkia V Star League Battle Deck is kind of cool in its in its right because it gives you three Origin Form Palkia Vs, two Palkia V Stars, and one Radiant Greninja. So there's six, you know, cards, six super cool cards, I'll call them, in this box. And it's a 3-2. I mean, the Shadow Rider Calyrex is a 3-3 VV Max. But this, you know, adding a Radiant Greninja, this is the first Radiant to appear in these League Battle decks, I believe. Yeah, I, and that's <clears throat> what's cool. Oh, you're right. The Mew V Max is a level three as well. They have it down here. Um, I think the cool thing about this is, you know, Again, the people, props to the people at the Pokemon company that are designing these products because they they recognize like, hey, we could just make it like the the Calyrex one, right? The 3-3 mm-hmm. three, three line, call it a day, whatever. But they realize that, no, you don't really need three V-Stars in a Palkia deck, especially like, you know, nowadays. You might need a 2-2 two, two line at most. So like, we'll fill that other slot with a useful card that you also want on the field. Mm-hmm. That's your Radiant Greninja. So... I don't know. Really, really cool there. 
we don't know the official deck list yet at least in this pokey beach article where we're getting this from we don't know the list that's going to be in this palkia league battle deck but like as sean was alluding to you know noting that you know greninja is a pokemon that gets paired with origin form palkia v star and you usually don't use more than two of those in a single game it's cool because if you look at like the mu v max battle deck right we talked about how they gave you a 222 of the mu v max and genesect v's nice to give you different pokemon v's you know not just mu giving you genesect but also putting other pokemon in like meloetta there's three copies of meloetta in there or yep. choreo you get a play set of vip passes cramomatic is in there so like they really think about these league battle decks and how they can be competitive, how, you know, they can help someone learn the actual game. And that, I mean, that's again, we say this every single time, but that's why I love these so much. They're so be, good. I will be interested to see what this deck looks like, because <clears throat> this deck comes out after rotation happens. Yeah. Right? And like Palkia for the longest time, and I think even still kind of. Is mm -hmm. using that Inteleon engine to like, you know, get you the item cards that you need, etc. So it's interesting that this was the one that they chose for after rotation, knowing that those cards, like it would be weird for them, I think, to sell products with cards that have rotated. So yeah, this deck list has gotta be a little different. And it know? comes out it comes out in May. Exactly. Like the beginning of May. Isn't isn't rotation like March? Yeah, rotation is uh, mid April mid-april so yeah i mean you're right i didn't think about that until right now um well actually i think when they started transitioning from theme decks into league battle decks you remember like the pika rom and mm -hmm. the the adp ones i think when the i think when one of those came out either the charizard and reshiram the pika rom or the rcs Palkia deck mm -hmm. i think one of those came out after rotation that might have been. I could see the Picaram maybe having come out after rotation. One of them did. I yeah. can't remember off the top of my head which one it was. I don't know. I I, I still think it's interesting because I, I I know that they already did an Inteleon engine deck way back at the beginning of Sword and Shield, too. Yes. So it would be weird. It's not that weird, but it would be a little odd to include the same set of cards. And to be honest, the people that design these products, I know they designed them pretty far in advance, but I imagine they would have known that rotation was coming. I don't know. I'll yeah. be interested. Point being, I'll be interested to see. Hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, they have designed it such that, you know, the deck will be playable for somebody who buys this in standard format. That would be ideal. But, you know, it may have been that this was meant to release earlier and they sort of held back the products for a bit. So who, who knows? Who knows? I will say even uh, Ian Robb's deck, uh, the Palkia deck, um, it included the Inteleon line, the Shady yeah. Dealings, Quick Shooting, um, Inteleon line. So, I mean, even iterations now in the uh, Silver Tempest format still having it. So, I mean, it'll be good, right? Uh, I, I mean, I guess I don't yeah. I don't really know how to say if it'll be good now or not. But it's, it's a weird thing. I, I was just speculating. I'm like, I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, hmm, hmm. I, I don't think I've seen a version of Palkia that doesn't play the Inteleon engine. How are they going to do that? Yeah, the Vika Volt, right? In the, the 
You play the Vika Volt? Well, they didn't throw Vika Volt in this no, guy. They, uh, yeah, that's, that would be a wild League battle deck. That would actually be really cool if they had, like, two different types of Pokemon like that. I, I mean, mean, they kind of did with Mew VMAX and those kind of fit, Genesect, but, like, one yeah. of the more obscure decks you know what that you come do, in. Jake? And, and this, is, this is a challenge. If anybody at the Pokemon Company listens to this podcast, Make a Reggie League Battle deck. <laughs> no. Take one of Sanders decks and make that a League Battle deck. Oh, God. No. They, they're like, <laughs> let, him, let him top out Worlds and then do the Worlds decks. Which, yes. by the way, the, the World Championship decks, I believe, come out um, like March 4th. So oh. coming up, those are some also some really good uh, decks that you can get. And word on the street, I might have to like get me one because... Word on the street, somebody at one of my locals is his deck is the one that got printed, one of the four. Okay. So, like, because he, what? I think really? he was like a seniors. He was a seniors player who oh. was like the top something. I can't remember his name, but I need to look it up. But when they said the name, my, my brain at my locals was like, oh, that, I feel like I covered their deck on the podcast. So. I might, I might have to, you know, be my like, like fan, fanboy out and be like, hey, can you? Sign Sean's your... famous. I'm not famous. No, no, this human is famous. This human has. Their Sean knows printed. famous people. Oh well, I mean, <laughs> sort of, but you know, very niche fame. But still. But anyways, the uh, league battle deck uh, deck list will come out closer to release as they usually do. So. Sean, but you know, sometimes you know you may be uh, maybe a player that wants to grab you know the top deck lists that compete mm -hmm. in the play Pokemon tournament series, and so one of the events that happen that you can grab your deck list from is Melbourne, the Melbourne International Championships or uh, the Oceania International Championships went on this previous weekend. As I mentioned, five hundred twenty players in masters in the silver tempest format sean azul garcia griego winning his second ic of the year Oof. what what deck he do it with what deck he do that with uh he what did deck that, he do that with he did that with lost box and it is the um it is a lost box deck that plays the Dragonite V, which is something that I had, you know, I sort of have it built kind of mm -hmm. prior to this. But there's a few differences here. So uh, of like new cars that like I haven't seen necessarily in Lost Box or like, you know, just just a little bit interesting. I've You've got the Dragonite, right? He yep. did opt for Drapion because I know that that's kind of a thing. I feel like Lost Box has been back and forth on that, like whether or not like. Well, I mean, with with Fusion Mew, right? If, right. if Fusion Mew becoming a little bit more popular, you know, you can't do your Sableye damage placements, mm -hmm. things like that, to be able to rack up the energies on the Mew VMAX. And plus, they just do the, the thing, yeah, the, the leap into the deck. So Drapion just says GG's. Well, yeah, it's like, OK, I need three prizes. Let's get those three prizes mm -hmm. out of the way and I'll figure out the rest later. Um. One so, of the other things, so instead of saying three, you can say four. Uh -huh. Or uh, or with the Dragonite, if you're whacking a Pokemon V, you can get plus one on top of that because of Sky Sealstone. Yes. Sean, is this one of the cards that you were going to mention? Well, yeah, that was one of the cards that's like also interesting and new. Um, so this card, is this a Crown's? I think this is a Crown Zenith card, right? 
this is a crown zenith card yes yeah so you know not a lot necessarily came out of that set but this one was an interesting one you basically you can give one of your pokemon for you know one turn the ability to you know adp it up to take an extra prize on a knockout of a v uh, a v star or v max so it doesn't work against regular v's so you can't turn like a genesect into a three prizer but from a math perspective you could turn that mew into a super mew <laughs> so mm -hmm. you can make it so you only need to take two knockouts for the win um, just to clarify this uh this card this item card this tool card mm -hmm. right it can only be attached to pokemon v because it's basically giving a regular pokemon v a v star power yes. so that's that's it's not just so that's why the inclusion of dragonite and drapion is really cool um because now you have two pokemon that can use this sky seal stone instead of just one but yes during this turn if your opponent's active pokemon v star or active pokemon v max is knocked out from damage from an attack from your basic pokemon v take one more prize card yep it's a it's and it a just cool says inclusion. it just says from your basic pokemon v so it's almost like you could use it on i don't i'd have to get a will post ruling but it mm. sounds like to me you can get this on the dragonite pump like use it on the Dragonite, but then take the knockout with Drapion. That's that is interesting because it doesn't say from this Pokemon V. Yeah, it just says your basic Pokemon V. Oh, that and that is just how it reads. So like, I have no reason to believe otherwise. Yeah. Unless Will Post says something. Okay, that's really that's really interesting. I mean, I, I I guess the question is like, you might be in a situation where you have the the tool in hand, but you don't have the Drapion maybe. So you got to mm -hmm. throw the tool down onto the Dragonite. Um, again, go find the Drapion. I could see that being a thing, but so yeah. You like, do play several capture energies in this list. That's an easy way yeah. to find them. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Uh, outside of that, like it's your common lost box thing. You've got like the four comfies, two Sableye going for, you know, keeping the Cramorants around to do that ping, like that, like, small damage just initially. that beginning damage you know that exactly. setup damage um because you only need four well and you also think right like cramorant you get two hits with cramorant that knocks out a genesect you get one hit with cramorant and a sableye that'll knock out a genesect so like you know it's that sort of one two that wombo combo you got radiant it Greninja. sets up sets up prizing especially maybe if you go cramorant into zero aura yep. this deck uh opting for zero aura instead of the kyogre's we know in previous Lost Box lists that Azul played, they were the team that he had, the group that he was testing with was playing the the Celebrations Kyogre, the one that did a yeah. bunch of damage to the bench when you discard energy. I think the problem with that card, because I, I was playing it, it's don't get me wrong, it's a great card. It's a great finisher if you can set up damage correctly. Mm -hmm. um, and it did win me a game against Mew when I played it, because, like, you know, you just... You come out of nowhere, you've taken like two prizes. End of the game, you can be like, yeah, I'll take four prizes on two of those uh, Genesex. Thank you. I don't mm -hmm. even need to deal with your Mew VMAX. I just, I don't worry about your Mews. Um, but the problem with Kyogre is it's like, the, it's only useful in the late game. And At that very end, because you use it when you have five energies in your deck and only five cards in your deck, and then you yeah. just womp for 250 wherever you want. 
yeah on and the bench so, like you can be in situations where like maybe you comfy into it early and you kind of feel like oh crap i have to keep it because that's that's my game plan or you have it in your hand at a weird time and you're like uh it can it can be really awkward so i could i do see like the value of the zero aura because you know you can hit for weakness against lugia you can hit for weakness against palkia um doing you know effectively what is this 220 damage after weakness so and then choice belt yep it's an extra 60 damage that's 280 yep right exactly and then right. it takes a knockout so the zero aura here really clever you can sort of play the game more on your turns terms with that choice belt um and you can do it more than once with zero aura like the kyogre is like a you get one attack with that and that's it that's the whole game Mm -hmm. whereas the zero aura to your point like you could do it once you can bring it back do it again later um you know if you're you know ordinary routing it back into your deck i, I will say uh pedro eugene or pedro um what's pedro's pedro eugene torres. torres yeah did play this deck also in the event and got um sixth overall but had a little bit of differences. Played the Zamanzenta, the new Zamanzenta from Crown Zenith, the one with Retaliate, um, doing that extra damage there. Yep. That is also interesting. It's it. I mean, it's pretty. I like it. I mean, it helps you with trades, especially one prizer when you play like bosses orders or something. Yeah. To be able to or escape rope to bring up a uh a pokemon v that may be on the bench the um zamazenta could get the ko right yeah which um, is nice you don't have any it's hard to find like one prize attackers that can mm -hmm. without weakness just take out a v so and so there you go the uh the zamazenta can do that also the snorlax people love the thump and snore snorlax that's true you can throw that down does he have um so the Snorlax well, does kinda, 180, but it doesn't... It does It does 180, which is pretty good for some trades, but also with unfaced fat, prevents all effects of attacks from your opponent's Pokemon done to this Pokemon, so you can kind of stop a little bit Sableye. That's true. Yeah, I mean, and Azul had that in the list as well, so mm -hmm. it's definitely... A, it's a little risky because, you know, you fall asleep and then you got to flip two coins, obviously. Although, I don't remember... I don't remember who it was, but somebody during this tournament hit like two heads i think it was like two out of three times oh they hit gosh. double heads quite literally like oh well not literally statistically impossible but pretty close that's that's insane so yeah but like you know so azul rocking the uh lost box and i think It'll be interesting to see, you know, once rotation happens, like how things shake up. But mm -hmm. for the most part, like I'm, I'm looking at these lists and like, I don't know if anything like does this. Yeah, that stays in format. The zero aura is going to rotate. Yeah. But I mean, whatever. That's like one. That's fine. One You're just find a new, you know, electric Pokemon. Exactly. Like I think everything in here, the Oranguru. The Oranguru is going to rotate. The monkey is gone. But, you know, again, that's it's useful, but not. It is actually it's quite useful if you have a specific energy in your hand that you need to use Mirage Gate on. So, mm -hmm. you know, it has more value than I think it uh, shows. But still, outside of that, though, like so much of this list 
is unchanged. You do lose ordinary rod, which is a big thing for these lists. Mm -hmm. um, however, I'm sure that there are other cards. You have Energy Recycler. You there still, yeah, you still have that. Yeah, yeah. Energy Recycler, I'm pretty sure, stays around. It's E. So, mm -hmm. so I think you've also loss, got Clara as well. You do have Clara, which it's just, it's just a reporter for turn, which is not always ideal, but like, yeah, you do have Clara if you need it. Um, there's, I'm sure, other cards that are either going to be printed that will do similar things. Mm -hmm. You do lose Scoop Up Net. So, I think for which me, is a big part. Yes, that's going to be a huge challenge for this archetype in its current form because mm -hmm. uh, you know getting that that comfy loop going super fast is is you know it's like it's like when jirachi lost a skateboard right yeah it um, just made it real tough yeah at like, times. you can make it work but it's 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 difficult but you know all that said i i do think that lost box i, I say this every pod lost box is already like people are doing testing with some of the new cards and lost box still is the broken idea so. it's still good the lost engine is still quick still powerful sean i feel like that lost engine is going to be like the welder engine of the next year and a half mm -hmm. so it really is um jake what other what other lists anything else that stood out to you as like okay that is that's interesting that's cool or, or whatever so we know Reggie Gigas, right? There were a couple uh -huh. of Reggie Gigas. I mean, I don't, I don't need to. We don't, we don't need, need to, to really <laughs> talk about those. I just want to say Reggie Gigas did get fourth place overall. Rahul ready jumping from his uh, his friends. You know, Reagan Retzloff. We talked about part of his friend group in the testing. Reagan played Lugia, got second. Mm -hmm. um, Sam Chen also ninth playing Regigigas, but there was one Regigigas that ruled them all, Sean. Mm -hmm. Go to place number 45. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. 45th place ruled. You'll know what I'm talking about. We You'll know when you see it. This. We won't talk about that. Okay. This Reggie deck stole the show at the championships, the OCIC, because this Regigigas deck, this Reggie deck uh. played Radiant Jirachi, Sean. And I think that it's actually not that much of a meme. I mean, look, I think we talked about this card when it came out. You flip two coins. We did. If both of them are heads, your opponent's Pokemon is knocked out. Yep. For a ah. double colorless, so mm -hmm. the twin energy works. Yep. You know, two capture energy works on it. But Sean, it's also a really cool Pokemon in its ability Ooh. as well so you mentioned the attack about knocking the active pokemon out and let me tell you the person that did play this deck um shoot what was their name peter peter played this deck and was telling people you know it's really hard to be gudra anyway so might as well give it a shot so i mean there you go the go ahead knockout you don't have to worry about any healing but the ability, I think, is what makes this card actually make sense in this. The ability, trust entrusted wishes. If this Pokemon is in the active spot and is knocked out by damage from an attack from your opponent's Pokemon, search your deck for up to three cards and put them in your hand, then shuffle your deck. If you go first, right? I mean, think about it. Think about it. You can grab a bunch of Regis. You can grab Energy, Research, 
Ultra Ball, Heavy Ball. This list specifically was playing a Zinnia's Resolve, Sean. So one of the biggest things about Regidex at times and the struggles is getting Aurora energy in the discard pile. Hmm. Think about if you get Jirachi in the active, it gets knocked out. You can grab Zinnia's Resolve and two Aurora energies, and then boom, you can discard the two cards from your hand draw a bunch of cards i mean assuming that your opponent has played a bunch of pokemon because this format has a ton of pokemon on the bench most of the time so that's a really really cheeky combo in my opinion that i mean in my opinion just took radiant jirachi by storm and also it flipped two coins a lot on the stream it flipped it a couple times mm-hmm. um so it it also took some knockouts in the stream series that I watched against Gustavo Wada. And they were laughing, having a good time on there because it was so funny and so crazy. <laughs> it was a good it was a good match, both from a holistic perspective of Pokemon, but also because Radiant Jirachi was freaking sweet to see in a Reggie deck. That I, I really like that. That that ability is just great in general because there's a lot of weird um cards that can stop or can make it very difficult for reggie mm-hmm. um i think some of those are um duraludon vmax because its ability if it if you have any special energy attached it doesn't do any damage yep. or flying pikachu vmax yep also can be really awkward um and you know that radiant jirachi if you just throw that up in the act and be like okay knock it out whatever yeah, like you probably have a bad matchup against like Duraludon and Flying Pikachu, like you were saying. So like, just just put it up there and see what happens. You play four Ordinary Rod. Like, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? Well, also, my, my point also is like, it gets knocked out. You can go get the pieces you need to get around the problem, right? Yeah, the so, like, Path to the Peak, Escape exactly. Rope. Yeah, so like the Flying Pikachu, you can go grab Escape Rope Boss. And then like, so it hit you. Okay, Escape Rope goes to the back. You can now hit through it. You boss mm-hmm. it back up. You knock it out with Lecky. You know, you take your three prizes and you say, what now? I don't know. Like, that's that's really clever. I like it's that. It's just so cheeky and so cool. And this is why, I mean, if you're, you know, stale of the format, right? You think this format sucks, whatever. I know some people do. This is just one of those decks, one of those moments that's just like, wow, that's really funny and really cool. <laughs> um... Sean, is there any other deck that you want to check out in here? I mean, I don't know all of them off the top of my head. I see that Cameron Benoit did get top 16 with Vika Volt. Mm -hmm. Um, So Item Lock did get a top 16 finish at OCIC, um, which is interesting, right? Like, you know, I think it's one of those decks that it's always a little bit threatening. There's so much item uh you know item based decks like you think about lost box you think about lugia um i don't i think you know unless you're like mu v max and you can just always draw your hand up right and well you, you just... can't draw the hand up if you can't use um you know battle vip pass That's trekking true. shoes ultra That's balls chromatics yeah so and especially if a path to the peak sticks and you can't draw anymore oof awkward Oof. So, like, yeah, this is an interesting one. This this one stood out to me. I don't think there's anything particularly special about this Vikavolt um, list. I think it's interesting that you have a, both a Sky Seal Stone and a Forest Steel Stone. Mm-hmm. I don't know if in this format yet we've really seen a deck combine 
with both that's usually like one or the other so it almost becomes like a matchup specific type thing you know if you're facing mu v max sky seal stone on the drapion and and you know take four prizes and then all you have to do is knock out a genesect with you know like lightning rondo raikou v or you know with or drapion or vika vold even you know stall them out yeah, yeah. i mean yeah um, that's or like to your to the point that we we're making earlier like one of Vikavolt's biggest things is it needs to be able to turn one going second, get the item mm -hmm. one. And sometimes that's a really hard thing to do. Like you need a Melanie, you need a water energy in the discard, you need a Vikavolt, you need to get that card into the active. And so like that forest seal stone could be just enough to get you the piece that you need, you know, and then hopefully a path to the peak as well. Then you get all of that out there, and then so it is interesting. Like, yeah, I think it's matchup dependent. It's really clever. cool to. I thought it was really clever to include both and see the value in um, both of those cards per se. But other than that, I mean, it, I would say it's pretty standard of the Vikavolt list that we've talked about. Two Raikus, though. Mm -hmm. Two Raikus is kind of interesting um, because usually we just see like one mm -hmm. more heavy on the Vikavolts, or you know, there's an Aerodactyl line. Yeah. In there, the one-one Aerodactyl, which the Mew that got top eight played, by the way. Of course it did. Love my Aerodactyl V-Star. Broken, busted Aerodactyl V-Star. Oh, yeah. Very, very oh cool. Love. I mean, just, again, love that card. Love it being included in these decks. And it's just, I mean, it, it really does win you that Lugia matchup. Yeah, and I will say more and more that Lost City, that lot of that Lost City's looking mighty fine for a lot of these. Getting rid of those, getting rid of those Drapions. The more Drapions that are around, the more Lost Cities there are around. Yeah, it's so yeah, it's great for to your point, great for Drapion. It's also good, like Lost Box decks tend to play. Yeah, just Lost Box in general. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, Reggie is also a good deck to have Lost City out because, like, oh. I got rid of your only two of this. Like, you know, if you know that, you know, the deck is playing only two of the, I don't know, metal one or stone one or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Like, just target those two down and be like, cool, now you have no ability and no way to ever get it again. Mm -hmm. Like, that's insane. It's so good. Anyways. It's pretty nuts. I mean, I think Aeros... Uh... No, never mind. I was going to say, I think Aerodactyl V also stops, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It well, doesn't. Still, it's um, it's pretty because that's just for Pokemon V and V stars. But but yeah, I yeah, is there, I don't think there's anything else in particular that really stood out for me. But um, but yeah. I would say not really for me either. Uh, I, I still think though, given how long we've had basically the same format, the fact that there's any movement at all, and we're gonna we're gonna be sitting in this format again for another gosh, long time almost long time months, a month and a half two months yeah i think the uh the you're not european um now, i e think the EUIC. final well the final uh australian um event had a date announcement and they changed the date or something like that but it turns out that um the oceania regionals of sydney olympic park apparently it's going to be like all in the same format like uh, in this format currently yeah i believe so yeah because i think the first well, event, actually the first event that's going to be in the new format 
<clears throat> post-rotation is EUIC in London because that happens on April 14th. Rotation happens on April 13th. <clears throat> and that's also two weeks after Scarlet and Violet base set drops. I was going to say, when does that release? And you answered it on at the beginning of April. Yeah, yeah, it releases like March 31st or something. Yeah. So you go two weeks It's going to be an that. April Fool's joke. Yeah, yeah. So uh, new EX card, who dis? Um, new EX cards. <laughs> but yeah, but Sean, yeah. Moving, moving on into the finals uh, segment of this. It's not necessarily like a huge, crazy thing, but Dead Draw Gaming for those long time, or for people who are not long time players, Dead Draw Gaming used to be a big time Pokemon TCG team. Um, it's been down for a while because, you know, the uh, the whatchamacallit, the pandemic. Whatchamacallit, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had no events, things like that. And so Dead Draw Gaming has sort of have a revamp now that things um, are back in business. There's been a shuffle of some of the people in um dead draw gaming like um uh danny um danny phantom i don't know what their last name is but um used to be a huge part of dead draw gaming no longer is because they currently run with the card coliseum but dead draw gaming announced the other day that they've officially signed five of quote the best pokemon tcg masters players multiple regional winners and multiple current top 25 players. So Sean and I aren't going to sit here and say like, you know, Oh, who's leaving their current team to join dead draw gaming or whatever. But Sean, if you know, no limits on money, no limits on um, the, you know, limitations of, you know, already on a team, yep. things like that, who would be in your top five who would be your five players on your super team if you had to choose a Pokemon TCG super team? Yeah, if I play current players right now. Yep, current players now based on like I'm gonna I'm gonna say like a combo of performance and play style. Like if you put the super team together to take down any Team Rocket team out there, if you mm. if you will. So I think it's only makes sense to start with the most recent IC winner, Azul. Like, I would agree with that. That's also in my top five. Yeah, I think Azul is just playing out of his mind. He's very consistent when he goes to regionals and ICs, obviously. Um, and yeah, I, th I think also the platform that he has through his channel, he, he would be like your kind of, you know, media team He's your captain. poster child. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So he is your Yugi. And then mm -hmm. the question becomes like, you know, who's the not to say that anyone is Joey. Nobody is Joey <laughs> in this in this analogy, but you get what I mean. So that's mm -hmm. my first. That's my first. You want me to go through all five of mine and see where we have differences? Yeah, I would say yeah. so. Yeah, do that. Okay. I think the next on my list is you can't leave out the person who has won each international championship. That would be ab absurd, in my opinion. And that person is Tord Reklov. I would agree. Tord Reklov is in my top five as well. So yeah. one, two, we're the same right now. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Uh, outside of that, that's this is where it starts to get weird, where I think you actually like, 
you you gotta like look at like body of work, but also combine that with how often this person has the opportunity to pro- to go to you know events. Because mm-hmm. I think there are some players that maybe they won't show up the highest on Limitless's rankings, but they're only going to like two or three regionals, four regionals at a time in a year. So the next person on my list, it does not fit that mold, is Isaiah Bradner. Okay, I think Isaiah, you know, I think he has done really really well at basically every regional he's played at for the most part so like if you want the person who is like you feel like going into any regional this human is going to get top eight minimum isaiah is that person like you know Mm -hmm. the consistency this season has been insane the other two are the ones where i get into like the territory of like okay we're going to mix it up a little bit the first one i put is sander so, Sanders in my top five as well. I know he's in your top five. Yeah, he's like, in, I mean, he's in my top five because, I mean, he takes decks that nobody would ever think of yeah. and he goes in top eight at these events. I know yeah. at Oce- I think at Oceania, he just missed day two. Or no, it was the one before that because we, I think we talked about it very briefly on the podcast. Yeah, it might have been Lille or something like that. One of the other regionals in Europe. Anyways, but yeah, Sander is like for me. I'm like he's the best control player in the world. I don't even think there's a there's a question about that now. And he plays exclusively control. So yeah, yeah. there we go. Um, and whenever he does go to tournaments, he might not get top eight because I think he's also he's weirdly he handicaps himself by playing such a an archetype mm-hmm. because that archetype doesn't always have the best support from Pokemon in terms of the card pool. Well, and in terms of time. Yeah, yeah. If so, it like, was like an unlimited round, no time limit whatsoever, yeah. he'd probably do a lot better in some events. You're absolutely right. So yeah, I think that's like that's the thing that hampers him. But you know, I I, I would have to put in my top five. The last one, this is maybe a curveball. I put Gustavo Wada. Ooh. Gustavo Wada's in my top five. Yeah. So four so of our four top out five. Out of five. The... Yeah, four out of five. Great minds think alike, Sean. I picked Gustavo, even though like you don't like when you look at the limits like rankings and everything, you didn't, he's not at the very top, but he's a Brazilian player. He does really well when he goes to events, but he doesn't go to nearly as many events as the other players on the list. So I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, to me, I'm like, when he shows up to a tournament, you know that he's bringing the heat. So I think my fifth, the outlier between our two lists is actual curveball. You know, you were saying oh, okay. that you were throwing curveballs. You were throwing softballs, I Sean. I mean, most of them were pretty obvious. I'm on. That's on. <laughs> they're good. They're very valid. Yeah. You know, they're very valid opinions. There's a lot of great players right now. My number five player that I would choose on DDG right now, Reagan Retzloff. Reagan? Okay. Reagan Retzloff, brand new Caesar, has been killing it this year. Brand new into the Masters scene, right? Killed it as a senior, won so many different events. Yep. And he's doing really well. Just got second at this past IC, and I keep seeing his name appear a lot. I What regional was it um, just not too long ago where... Florida, Orlando. You know, it was... Yeah, Orlando, also in that top eight, you know, in one of the best testing groups are i mean probably is in the best testing group of na right with with uh rahul bocardi bradner who's in your top five yeah right 
So I would actually put Reagan Retzloff, the the youth of the crew. Nice. Yeah, I'm like it, it, I'm looking at his recent finishes since becoming a senior, a, a masters, mm -hmm. and he goes 34th in September, 23rd in October, 18th in November, 5th in February, at the beginning of the month in Orlando, then second in Melbourne. So I mean, he's bound to win the next. He's due. Thing. He's due for a title, right? Yeah. And you got to think like 34th, right? Or, you know, it's not top eight or whatever. But this is also with like 1,500 players. Right, thirty yeah. fourth among fifteen hundred, like one of the top players of NA right now in this season, and he's just—it's his first year in Masters. Only going to improve. Also, huge shout out to Limitless for all of these statistics. Yeah, yeah, huge, guys, yeah, huge shout out for Limitless for helping me make this list, man. Like, you guys are. Absolute it was really guys. hard though. It was really hard though in my list to leave off Stefan Ivanov. Right, the one who's won yeah, that's a the really last good several North American International Championships. Henry Brand, former world champion, right? Not on our list. Sorry for the yeah. lack of Oceania love. Apologies. Um, but like those are some notable mentions as well outside, you know. Yeah, that's a very and even good point. and even players like Rahul, right? I mentioned I mentioned him earlier as part of the testing group with Reagan and Isaiah. You know, Rahul's up there as well. Grant Manley. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen too much of Grant Manley in, like, this season. But before the pandemic, I think Grant Manley had, like, seven top eights. Yeah. Like, consecutive top eight finishes at regionals and stuff. So, And that's absurd. So yeah. I, I dubbed him, I think, on the pod as, like, the most consistent player of the modern era before the pandemic started. So, yeah, yeah <laughs> or at least when fair. the pandemic first hit. I, yeah, there's just a few players. It's it's wild when you actually look at this list and you think to yourself, like the list that we put together and what I'm looking at Limitless, and you're mm -hmm. like, man, there really are the level of consistency of the top players. And like that doesn't even include, like we haven't even mentioned one of the most winningest players of all time, Michael Premois, who still plays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And right? It's just, I'm trying to see if he's... I don't. I don't necessarily see him on the list immediately. I don't think yeah. he's been doing too many events um, this year. I see him from time to time. He's not really enjoying the format. I but... will say the one person <clears throat> we I, I, we did leave off that she doesn't get the opportunity to go to enough events, probably. But Piper Lapine, Piper Lapine, we talked about you know in the beginning of the season when events were coming back and the season was going on that Piper was killing it. And Piper, so, I'm yeah, looking at her list right now, and I'm like. Last tournament in December, first place. Tournament before mm -hmm. that in September, first place. I mean, back-to-back -back dubs. I don't know how often that's happened in Pokemon. Yeah, I, I mean, not very often, <laughs> I would say. So, I mean, one of the top for sure. Yeah. Definitely is in that, like, if we did a top 10. True. For right now. But I only post top five. That's true. That's true. But Jake. That's our Mount Rushmore. And this maybe is the next end of the year I'll be on the Mount Rushmore. Uh, maybe. Probably you know, not. Dream big. Dream big, my man. Dream big. I did find out there's a locals. Well, it's in Lexington, so still 45 minutes away. But they meet on Tuesdays. Hey, you know, so. every 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 hero's journey has to start somewhere, Jake. The comeback. The comeback is coming. I've been. You mentioned my cards on my desk earlier. I, I've been trying to clean up and unsleeve. I have a lot of like half sleeve decks I'm trying to unsleeve them to organize my sleeves. 
Okay. Organizing <laughs> sleeves. Love that. Yeah, hey, trying to keep them out. together, figure out how many I have 60 of. Oh my gosh. Take take us out of here, Jake. Put us out of our Anyways, misery. this has been the latest episode of the MetaPod Podcast. Pokemon Podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. We'll be back on Tuesday as usual. But we hope to see you again then. Thank you very much. <laughs>